WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Wednesday, February 28th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210 is the number on social media, the radio station at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Almquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers on a Wednesday in which Tony Bruno will join us live from Florida. Coming up at 8.30, Don, how are you? Good morning. Doing great. Good morning. Happy hump day. Gregory. Yeah, buddy. Are we going to be able to replicate yesterday's show? I don't know. I said you guys all know yesterday that I was really, really, really... It was It was probably my favorite show that we've done so far. It was good. It was good. It was a good show. And if you thought we got out of control yesterday, yeah. that could happen again at 8.30 when Bruno joins us. That's true. And we might never recover. It's we'll tr- absolutely true. We'll try to keep it on the tracks. Yeah. As they like to say. Absolutely. What a show we have for you as we have the results from the Michigan primary, both on the Republican side of things. What is the big takeaway there? Also, on the Democrat side of things, some reaction to that. Hunter Biden on Capitol Hill today for his deposition. And we have all sorts of other things to delve into in the world of free speech. Jerry Seinfeld goes off on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh-oh. Didn't see this one coming. We'll get to that. A couple of bands in the state of Tennessee that I find very interesting. We've got drama with Don Lemon in CNN. Uh-oh. Uh, still? Still. What? Still. Hasn't he been gone for like two years or a year? Or, I don't know. But he's Something. still cashing checks, baby. Of course he is. We will get to that. <laughs> these, these guys, man. It's These people, I should say. It's a good life. Get paid to sit at home. Yeah. Nice. Cut sheet at 70, uh, 745. When are we going to get paid to sit at home? I don't know. When are you going to make, 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 make that kind of deal? <laughs> do, I get a, do I get a $24 million? Does Dawn get a $24 million a buyout? <laughs> we really don't want you around anymore, but we'll pay you millions of dollars to I go know, away. I know. It's really unbelievable. You need to find a good agent. All right. Let's get to the news. <laughs> Round number one, 603. The Great Dawn Stensland. And good morning this Wednesday, wet Wednesday morning, but we are warm, looking 57 degrees, cloudy right now. I'll have the full forecast and some storms in your forecast just ahead. This Wednesday, February 28th, good morning, Kale & Company News Live. We have a man in critical condition this morning after being stabbed outside a SEPTA station. This is in Kensington this morning. It happened at the Allegheny Avenue station there, the SEPTA station. Police say the man was coming down the steps when he was stabbed. He was attacked and stabbed multiple times by somebody then who got away from the scene. They're checking surveillance cameras as they investigate that one. As well, we've been talking about that escapee making national news in Philadelphia. Sixth escapee we've been talking about in recent days uh, this year so far. So escape prisoner Aleem Bourdain 
29 years old, spotted in West Philadelphia, got away again. This suspect, I know, remains on the run in Philadelphia. He had said that he had some some pains, some stomach pains, got them to take him to the hospital the Uh other day. Yeah, that's how this started. They, yeah. <sighs> Moving forward, if you have stomach pains, we're just going to give Pepto-Bismol. Do we just have really, really bad um, uh, guards, or do we have really, really good criminals here I, in Philadelphia? I, I'm, honestly, here a lot. I'm honestly wondering if we've lowered the standards on physical fitness for our correction officers where we can't, we can't run anybody <laughs> down. We're getting overpowered <laughs> by guys wearing handcuffs. I mean, I don't know how big this guy is, but... yeah. Well, I think that they're, the criminals know our policies, and the police and law enforcement fear our policies. And the criminals yeah, know that if, if you run away from a detention yeah. officer, that we can't we can't grab you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you got if you say you got a tummy ache, mm-hmm. I got a tummy ache, officer. Uh, they're going to get you know charged or something if. If if you don't take him to the hospital, you know what you should do. What they should have done is that. Oh, my stomach hurts really bad. Take a take a tire iron and, <laughs> and, and smack him in the back and be like, "Now your back hurts too." Yeah. So <laughs> so now we're balanced out. Well, you're nice and balanced, exactly. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so we have uh, Philadelphia Flyers, and there was a an outage. Did you hear about this? Yeah. So Philadelphia Flyers in Tampa Bay, yeah, yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning. We didn't have lightning struck strike but they were playing at the wells fargo center partially in the dark yeah last night so, so we won some That's, would argue they've been in the dark since 75 uh-huh. <laughs> and you didn't get all the you know the the uh between periods hoopla and all that stuff oh no yeah, so like Gritty tried to make the best of it. I've heard. Oh, no, that's that's not fun. that's not fun. So he was on the big entertainment committee, but I, I will just say that um, laws added that. So the the deal is, what about the ice? What oh, about yeah, the because, ice melting? because oh. it was so warm. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine how hot it? Because last night it was it was it was warm. It was, yeah. yeah, it's warm can you right imagine now. How warm it was last night in the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, man. It's a very good point, Don. But they said that the <laughs> ice. So I looked this up because I'm like, wait a minute. You know, but they have chillers there that um, um, they used under the ice, and mm-hmm. they use those. Chillers. Yeah. And so they have, like, the backup, right. the whole backup system. Yeah, I got to keep it frozen. So I just wanted to point that I, out for you. I have <laughs> I've been sitting on a tape since the weekend of a fly the Flyers played the Rangers on Saturday and there was a fight oh, <laughs> that no. that was probably it looked like a boxing match. Uh-huh. It was it was one of the greatest NHL fights I've ever seen. Yep. I saw it. Yeah. It was well, a fight, fight in college basketball last night, too, on the court. People were throwing bottles. Yeah, let's get back to that. We're, I like it. Our society is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> we have two different takes on it. Yours as well, our society. I'm like, yeah, more of that stuff. Huh. Well, speaking of hell in a handbasket, our, our Philadelphia 76ers, it's uh, it's getting depressing without Joel Embiid. It's getting late early, as they like to say. <laughs> right? no, nobody thought that they were going to beat the uh, uh, Celtics. No, I didn't. You didn't? No. You didn't keep the up Boston alive? The Boston Celtics? No, no shot. All right. I don't even think they can. They can't beat Boston when Embiid's healthy. I got to say, the last time I uh, I bet on the Sixers a couple nights ago, they covered. So. Yeah, last Friday. Right. You put that See? pick out. Yeah. yeah. So 117.99, since I guess Greg's not surprised, but it's, it's a bummer. It's getting depressing. All right, let's get to your forecast here because it's an all-important one. We do have some weather alerts, and we could have some high winds today. So uh, we're looking at another warm day 
for your warm, wet Wednesday. And we may set a record. We're 57 degrees right now. We should warm up to 64 degrees, but the rain continues. Thunder is likely high of, yes, 64, maybe a little warmer in some points. But the winds, we could see up to 25 mile an hour winds, 100% chance of rain today. So rain and wind, watch out for that. Decreasing clouds, clear skies later on today. So we will clear out eventually. But when we, when those winds whip through and clear us out, that with wind gusts over 40 miles an hour this afternoon, that tees us up for a sunny Thursday and Friday. However, tomorrow we drop like a rock, 20 degrees. So tomorrow morning is going to be feel chilly. 43 is just the high tomorrow. So blustery. 51 for your Friday and sunny. So Friday looks lovely with the sunshine. And then for the weekend. I mean, this is incredible as we enter into March. So Friday's March 1st, obviously. Saturday, you're looking at 55 degrees. Some chances for showers and cloudy. Definitely Sunday is the better day for you. 62 degrees, sunny skies for your Sunday. This is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 610, let's get to a midweek big take. The Big Take on Kalen Company. And the Big Take this morning brought to you by Budget Blinds as Hunter paints the picture. Hunter Biden is a man of many talents when he's not allegedly being the middleman for the big guy. He parties, he burns through lots of cash, he ignores his daughter for approximately four years. But he also has a law degree. He's worked in the financial world as a hedge fund principal, but his passion is art. And today he gets a second chance to paint the picture that he never did anything wrong in his foreign business dealings that are connected to his father, President Joe Biden. Today's portrait that he will attempt to paint will come under oath as his deposition before House Republicans is scheduled to take place. And it was supposed to happen way back on December 13th, 2023, just about 10 weeks ago. But Hunter decided on that day to hold a theatrical press conference. Remember this? Listen and watch. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. Seemed pretty emphatic, right? You recall that video and that audio from 10 weeks ago. Well, he will be deposed today on Capitol Hill, and we will find out if, in fact, he's telling the truth or if James Comer and the GOP-controlled House has him dead to rights. And make no mistake about it, this is a huge deal for Republicans. As the Washington Examiner headline reads, Republicans prepare for biggest impeachment interview yet. Today's deposition will take place behind closed doors. The Examiner goes on to say the private deposition was a change of strategy from the president's son and his legal team. For months, Biden said he would only field questions regarding his business dealings and what his father may or may not have known about them for Congress in a public hearing to avoid selective leaks of his testimony. But after defying a congressional subpoena for testimony and facing contempt of Congress, Biden agreed to sit for the hours-long interview under oath. 
However, the interview will not be recorded on video, like the deposition of James Biden, the president's brother, last week. And House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, will rapidly release a full transcript of Hunter Biden's interview, that according to CNN. Furthermore, the Oversight Committee plans to hold a public hearing with the president's son at some point in the future. In my opinion, James Comer, Marjorie Taylor Greene, even Byron Donalds, they need to nail this deposition and hit a home run when the hearing occurs before the American public. If they don't, it will further demoralize Republican voters who think the GOP can't accomplish a single thing, and it'll give more gas to the fire for Democrats that this was a political witch hunt all along. And of course, the 2024 election could certainly be impacted by what comes out of this proceeding. Miranda Devine, columnist for the New York Post, has been all over Hunter Biden, his laptop, and this story for many, many years. She joined Maria Bartiromo on Fox News and had this to say. Listen and watch. Hi, Maria. Look, I think James Comer, as usual, brings the receipts. And uh, it's interesting that he said in your interview that he doesn't trust the FBI anymore. And I think that really ought to be um, the default position of all Americans. We have seen this story, uh, you know, a catalogue of corruption. But I think, you know, perhaps worse has been the cover up by the FBI, by the DOJ. None of it's been explained. And uh, I think the American people owes a debt of gratitude to James Comer and to Jim Jordan and to Jason Smith, all of whom you've had on your shows, um, who have doggedly tried to uncover this against enormous opposition and slander, uh, including from their own party. I mean, Ken Buck is one example of someone who keeps uh, being ignorant about the facts and, um, you know, giving his opinion about it. As for Hunter Biden, um, his appearance tomorrow, we saw a preview of that in his little interview that he gave this week to Axios, in which he's trying to tie his sobriety to his father's prospects at the 24 election. I don't think uh, that the Biden campaign is going to be thrilled about that. And frankly, it's the most manipulative Machiavellian ploy. James Comer may have the receipts, and it may very well appear to be corruption, but he is still yet to connect all of the dots. Sure, the FBI and DOJ is in Biden's back pocket, but Republicans want the gotcha moment to finally nail down Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, and it hasn't come yet. And regardless of if it does, Hunter Biden has been hitting the interview scene, painting the picture of how big the stakes are, as you heard Miranda allude to in that clip. In his interview with Axios, Hunter Biden claims if he can keep his sobriety, the big guy can beat Trump, and he claims his failure to stay clean could have consequences for the future of democracy. It's an actual quote. We all know that Hunter Biden loves to play the victim card, but this is next-level comedy. Democracy is at stake I must stay off of the vices. If I relapse, democracy as we know it is done forever. Here's a few excerpts from the interview with Axios. Hunter Biden says, knowing his sobriety could cost his father his reelection is the ultimate test. Quote, I have something much bigger than even myself at stake. We are in the middle of a fight for the future of democracy. Most importantly, you have to believe that you're worth the work or you'll never be able to get sober, Hunter told Axios about his addiction. But I often do think of the profound consequences of failure here. That was Hunter Biden in an interview with Axios. So we have the victim card. He's under attack. 
This is threats to democracy. If he fails and slips up and costs Pops the election, Hunter knows all the bullet points of the left. And today on Capitol Hill is the second to last final step to years of speculation and reports and also failed truths being shared in journalism about Hunter Biden's laptop, the infamous laptop from hell, the laptop that could have changed the 2020 election results. In a new column from OutKick titled, New York Times journalists were worried lending credence to Hunter Biden laptop would cost Biden the election. It says the following. Former New York Times opinion editor Adam Rubenstein penned an article for The Atlantic in which he explained how Times employees failed to fulfill their goal of being journalistic rather than activist. Specifically, Rubenstein reinforced how Times staffers did not want to report on the Hunter Biden laptop story, which was first reported by the New York Post, out of fear that it would hinder Biden's re-election efforts. Was it truly unsubstantiated, as the paper kept saying? Rubenstein asked, rhetorically, rhetorically, excuse me. At the time, it had been substantiated, however unusually, by Rudy Giuliani. Many of my colleagues were clearly worried that lending credence to the laptop story could hurt the electoral prospects of Joe Biden and the Democrats. But starting from a place of party politics and assessing how a particular story could affect an election isn't journalism, end quote. The New York Times, we all know, it's a fanboy publication for left-wingers. Hunter Biden is the epitome of, in my opinion, elitist privilege. Today is a big day, with hopefully the hearing to come soon publicly as the biggest yet and likely the final day of this Hunter Biden saga. Over five-plus years and counting. Is it a nothing burger or is it the dagger to the Biden empire? We await the results, and that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take this morning brought to you by Budget Blinds. BudgetBlinds.com, your one-stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery, and motorization. Free in-home consultations and the only no-questions-asked warranty in the business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection online at BudgetBlinds.com. We'll come back, get your thoughts and reaction to that with Hunter Biden today. And, of course, the Michigan primary results are in overnight. We'll break those down as we continue. 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210WPHT. And, of course, have your voice heard in the Kale & Company comment community on YouTube. We are back after this on Talk Radio 1210WPHT. But first, a word from my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. Love doing business with the great folks and family of the Piazza Auto Group. And one of the perks is getting to test drive so many amazing vehicles. Just about a month and a half ago, got to sample the 2024 Honda Pilot Trail Sport. Now, this is the full-sized, big, off-roading, capable, luxurious edition of the Honda Pilot, which features a seven-mode drive system, trail watch, multi-camera view, 18-inch alloy wheels, all the technology you can handle with wireless Apple CarPlay, third-row seating, and it's super, super powerful. And you, too, can explore the new Honda Pilot at one of their five Piazza Honda locations, Philadelphia, Pottstown, Reading, Springfield, and Langhorne. Shop all their inventory online, piazzaautogroup.com. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube. 855-839-1210. The phone number. 
So let's get into the results uh, as they came in super late last night in the state of Michigan, the first swing state of six in the primary season for both Republicans and Democrats. And uh, I went to bed last night about 10, 15. There was only about 16, 17% of the vote in. And I don't even know that they officially called it when I went to bed around 10, 15 or 10, 20. Yeah. yeah, I don't don't think it was official until well over the overnight hours past midnight uh, because they come in this morning and now obviously everything is basically final. 98.57% of the the vote is in. And uh, here are your results as Donald Trump basically defeats Nikki Haley by 41 points. Uh, He garnered 755,000 plus votes to Nikki Haley's 294,000. Trump got 68.2% of the vote to Nikki Haley's 26.5% of the vote. So Trump rolls in Michigan. We were expecting, according to some polls, anywhere between 40 and 52 points was the margin that I had seen in a handful of polls. So relatively accurate with the projection as Trump wins comfortably. Although I think the interesting side is when you look at the Democrats, Joe Biden last night got 81% of the vote. And yet there was 13 and a quarter percent that were undecided. Marianne Williamson got 3% uncommitted. Dean Phillips got 3%. What are that? What's that? Uncommitted, not undecided, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 yeah, you're right. Un, un, uncommitted on the sorry. screen. I jotted <laughs> down un, undecided with a pen here. Um, and I think the question is, and we, I think we know why there was almost one in five people in Michigan that did not vote for Joe Biden. It's what's going on with Gaza, with Israel, the Arabic community for sure, especially in spots like you know Dearborn, Michigan, where one out of five say no to Joe. Three out of ten are saying no to Trump. I think the legit question this morning is, who's got the bigger problem? Because if you look at the Associated Press, they said that Trump struggled in college towns like Ann Arbor, as well as, by the way, Ann Arbor is uh, where the University of Michigan is located. And he struggled in the suburbs, in and around Detroit and Grand Rapids. So who's got the bigger issue right now? Trump with suburban women or Joe Biden with both the Arabic and the Jewish community? Now, I know Dearborn, Michigan, and some spots in Michigan have a bigger Arabic population than other places throughout the country. So maybe that's not a complete tale uh, of, you know, fact when it comes to the sheer volume of voters that Joe will face. But, I mean, think about that. One in five are saying, no, thank you, sir. Uncommitted. It's a problem. What we have to know, or what we won't know until Election Day, but what the real question is, is how many of the uncommitteds the over 100,000 of them that voted uncommitted, uh, how many of them will actually vote for Joe in the general general. election? And how many of the Nikki Haley votes will actually vote for Trump in the general election? In my opinion, I think more of the uncommitteds are going to vote for Joe Biden than the the Nikki Haley voters will vote for Trump. Mm -hmm. But if you look at, I just saw a, for a general election, Michigan poll, it has Trump at 42.3%, Biden at 37.7%, Kennedy, RFK Jr. at 8.3, Stein 1.7, West 1.3. Wow. So it looks to me like if you take out the um, uh, the third-party candidates, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Biden could make a contest of it, but with the third-party candidates in there, he can't. Right. 
And that, I think that's kind of what we are seeing throughout a lot of these swing states is when you have the third parties involved, Trump's lead goes up a couple of points. Don, your thoughts, reaction, anything that stood out to you from Michigan, either on the GOP side or the Dem side? You know, I think, you know, the fact that that many voters went out for Nikki Haley has to be concerning. 300,000 almost. If, if You know, if I'm on team Trump, if I'm on the Trump team and I'm looking at that on his campaign, I'm saying this is concerning. And so how do we attract, how do we turn this around? Because he should have, this, in every one of these, I think he should be getting the 80%. And so what's going on? So you're not satisfied with, I'm not, with, with I'm the not 41 satisfied point with win? It. I'm not satisfied with it. And I keep hearing over and over, you know, about, um, and I'm thinking about Pennsylvania because we are a key, key state. As we well know. Yep. And I'm thinking about the mail in ballots. I know our legislature is war. There are all these court battles in Pennsylvania. But when you factor all that in and then you factor in an estimated 10 million extra people who are in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not. I think that they have to they have to cherish yep. every vote and yep. they have to work. They have to work. And I think Republicans need to go door to door yep all hands on deck um we'll play you a piece of audio coming up in a couple of minutes when we come back from the break about uh stephen miller former uh advisor on the trump team he was on hannity last night and he just called it just pretty much the way dawn said with what the republican party needs to do not you necessarily the voters but the party itself with coming up with a strategy people real real quick here the uh the 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 Democrats will look at the results in Michigan and they are a well oiled machine and they'll be like, okay, we have, uh, we have weaknesses here. We have weaknesses here. We have weaknesses here. Let's get out to Michigan, talk to these people, try and do everything we can to make sure that they come out in, uh, November. Uh, right now, the RNC looks like a, a giant hot mess, and yep. I don't know if they're going to look at any of these takeaways and say, well, we, we have weaknesses here, here, and here. We need to do this. So yep. uh, that's really what it's going to come down to. All right, if you guys want to jump in, 855-839-1210. We'll continue this conversation on the other side. And also, nearly half of Democrats want to boot Joe Biden off the ticket. Who would be his replacement? We'll give you the details from the latest polling numbers when we come back. It's Kale and Company live here on a Wednesday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Busy, busy Wednesday morning. Welcome back in Kale and Company. Nick Dawn and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Hunter Biden deposition coming up today. Michigan primary in the books. Trump's make uh, Trump makes it five for five. Not all of the uh, official delegates awarded. Trump currently sitting on nine right now in Michigan to Nikki Haley's two. Joe Biden sitting on eighty six respectively for the Democrats. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. We know tomorrow is also a big day as Trump and Biden both will go to the southern border. We are now officially inside of one week until Super Tuesday. That is coming up next Tuesday, and eight days from now, we have the State of the Union with President Joe Biden coming up on Thursday, March 7th. So plenty of big stories that will be unfolding before our very eyes here in the next 10-plus days. Uh, but I do want to play this piece of audio for you. I was watching um, the uh, end of the Hannity show last night, and honestly, I was a little surprised. Did, did you guys notice this? And I was wondering if maybe my TV guide was off 
because they didn't show like at four o'clock, five o'clock. I scrolled ahead to seven, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, looking to see if like Fox or CNN would have like you know it say on the on the thing as you know primary Michigan coverage. And they just basically did all of their normal TV talk shows, and they would kind of update you, and they had the updated stats coming across the bottom of the screen. But they didn't have like the live panelists and the Brett Bears and the Martha McCallums of the world. I found that to be a little odd. It was almost like they didn't really think it was that big of a deal. Because I think they're waiting for Super Tuesday. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but first swing state, I figured, you know, they would be a little bit more super hyper-focused coverage of it. I think the programmers at Fox realize that they get better numbers Mm -hmm. when they have their personalities just talking about it. Okay. So um, I think it's a strategic decision to not be like what uh, CNN, MSNBC, and the others are doing. All right. Uh, So Stephen Miller, uh, former Trump advisor, was on Hannity's show last night after Ari Fleischer was on. I want to play you this piece of audio as he talks about, and specifically listen to the second half, the back end of this, where he talks about the GOP having a strategy and having a plan with mail-in ballots. Take a listen. Here was Miller with Hannity last night. There's a very real concern on the part of the Biden campaign and the Democrat Party that voters are so uninspired and so worried about Joe Biden that they will stay home. And they add on top of that, of course, the problem with air voters in Michigan who are demanding that Joe Biden push a radical left ceasefire policy with the war in Gaza, which of course would be unacceptable to most American voters, and so they're caught there between the radical base and mainstream public opinion. But I do want to agree with Ari when I say, look, this is the party that dragged John Fetterman over the finish line at a point in time when he couldn't even campaign through aggressive, robust ballot harvesting efforts. The Republican Party needs to understand, as the head of the 2024, as Joe Biden calls it, his 2020 campaign, they need to understand how mischievous, how determined, how relentless Democrats are going to be in filling up every single drop box all around the country with mail-in ballots. And they must have a strategy to counter the Democrats' mail-in ballot machine, which is truly a leviathan. So there you go. I mean, he really, I thought, explained it and put the emphasis on just the levels to which Dems will go to ensure that they win elections. And I do not want to hear the Athen Kutsarumbuses of the world and other pollsters and strategists that say, I, 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 I don't know. We, we just, the, the, the Republican Party never had a plan. I, I, I'm done with the like unpreparedness. Like, have a game plan, as Dawn says, get it together, GOP. And if you lose, and you lose because you did everything in your power, you took advantage of mail-in ballots, you did the ballot harvesting legally, you, if you can honestly sit there as the party itself, the RNC, the elected officials, and you, the voter as well, that everybody did all that they could do and still lost, okay, I have no issue with that. But I don't want to hear the unprepared. I don't want to have the looks on people's faces and, and the short answers of, I don't know, people just, they, people stop showing up at the polls at 5 o'clock and we just, I, I, it's not an excuse anymore. If you lose and you lose legitimately and you gave it your all, great. If you didn't take advantage of what's out there at your disposal, I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm going to be so done with this party. Get it together. Because you know that the Democrats, they might be in disarray in leading up to the big game, but when when it's kickoff time, they're ready to go, they have a plan, and they execute. Whether you like it or not, whether they're shenanigans or not, they get it done. So... 
Dawn, you say it all the time. I just I don't want to have to do that show in mid November this fall where everybody's like, We have no idea what just hit us over the head. Right. I really don't. Yep. So you know, and we there was a you know, just looking back in the history of it, in twenty eighteen, remember in Pennsylvania there was that case that forced all the counties in Pennsylvania to buy all these new voting machines. So everybody voted Everybody uh, has pointed to, oh, the, the voting machines, we're worried about the voting machines. Then in the one of the last primaries, we heard that people were noticing because they were paying attention. There was something funny gl- going on yep. with changes. And then we heard an admission of a software glitch. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things just concern me. Oh, yeah, me too. And they're, and, they're unacceptable, to be honest. And I'm not, I'm not alleging... I'm not alleging anything here. I'm just saying if if our computers at work constantly, you know, change my copy yep. that I've written and it changes the copy, it, you know, once a week or once a month, I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. And I'm allowed to be concerned. Absolutely. And at some point, maybe I go to writing it down on the piece of paper because I'm thinking. The old legal pad. Yep. Not for nothing, but yep. this is worrisome. So we need to just lock it down. And it's all about your yeah your vote should count and yep. nobody should feel this. But we're never gonna we're never gonna get to the point. And I would love it for it to be as simple as hey we get all of our elections tabulated in one night. We do paper yep. ballots in person. Show your ID. Show your ID. I mean to me it's simple. But we're never going to have it be as simplistic as that. So we have the system that we have. So it's we have to do everything possible to make sure that everything is done in our power as the voter. Uh, as the party, as the politician, uh, Greg sent me an email from a listener about uh, some helpers and some um, um, uh, people as far as being at ballots on Election Day. I'm going to read you this email from a listener coming up in the next segment. But, I, I mean, it, it really does need to be all hands on deck because at the end of the day, Democrat, and I've got this poll we're going to get into as well as we continue this morning, we might sit here and say, oh, Joe Biden's a bumbling fool. But you, you heard uh, Miller in that clip. This is the party that dragged Joe uh, John Fetterman to the finish line. And the Democrats will all rally around one another by November. Mark my words, they yeah. will. It, yeah. it, it's going to be, you know, yes, you'll get some protest votes, and yes, you'll get some people who vote for but the the Republicans, if they want to win, they need to unify more than they are now. Yep. And that number from Nikki Haley that Nikki Haley is getting, I don't know if those people are uh, are going to vote for Trump in the general election. And if I'm the Trump campaign, I am finding out who all of those people are. I mean, not, not literally, but finding out... W- w- and addressing those concerns, because if you want to win the the general election, you need to convert those Haley yep. voters over to Trump. Yep. And by the way, what happened to the whole thing that that it's all about my truth? Remember that whole thing that if I feel this, if I feel fearful of something and right, what, whatever happened to that mm-hmm. talking point? Yeah, that this is oh, this is my truth might not be the truth. Whatever happened to that? If you feel something and you feel it's your truth. So if enough people feel that this is their truth and say, you know, I, I don't have trust in our system. We've seen enough funny business. Yeah, I'm sick and, of them. I'm sick of the machines breaking, too. And we're going to get those stories. Paper. We're going to get people calling in saying yeah. I was oh, in line the for two hours. Yep. And this and that. We never used to have all of these problems. So just fix it. And yep. but, and the way to fix it is to have it and to, is to simplify it. Yep. I agree. That's that's it. That's the bottom line. And as far as these uh, ballot, you know, the the allegations 
of the ballot stuffing and ballot harvesting, all of that is fixable, mm-hmm. but they have to fix it now. 855-839-1210. So if Joe would get the boot, who is the leading favorite to be the replacement? We'll give you those details. And also, election workers locally are needed. An email from one of our great listeners when we come back. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks. If your bet wins, you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, which is my favorite, and exclusive player props. By the way, it makes watching the Sixers and other NBA action uh, much more enjoyable when you have a little skin in the game. I love the FanDuel app. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg, FanDuel.com slash Greg, and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sports with the official partner of 1210WPHD and the NBA. 21 and over, President PA, first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not with trouble. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Tony Bruno coming up at 8 30. What's on the cut sheet at 7.45? Jerry Seinfeld goes off on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And also some free speech discussion centering around Catherine Herridge, CBS, and the bosses at CBS News. But we did get an email that Greg forwarded along, uh, and this was from Beverly with the subject reading, Election Workers Needed. And I wanted to pass this along to our audience. And this really falls in line with what Don was talking about with election integrity and you know making sure everything is all legit and on the up and up. And um, Beverly sends this email saying election workers needed. The following notice appeared in her church bulletin this past week. The Pennsylvania primary is coming up on Tuesday, April 23rd. In Northampton Township, we have 18 voting districts, and each polling district has a position for Election Day deputy constable i don't know maybe that comes with like a little badge (laughs) that'd be be really nice i'd wear the badge for the day uh if you would like to assist uh the township constable in his duties if you are a resident of the township 18 years of age and would like to earn 195 dollars for the day wow tax-free by the way wow so just about 200 bucks you can participate producers i know phil well phil's gonna be off on that day folks (laughs) Phil will take the day off and head up to Northampton Township. Uh, You can participate as an Election Day constable at one of the polling locations, both in the spring as well as in the fall for November. Uh, She goes on to say in her email to Greg that the uh, hours are from 6.45 a.m. to 8.15 p.m. Somewhat of a long day, but there are many opportunities to experience uh, beyond just the money and loads of great people to meet as well. So if you want to be a deputy constable on Election Day, uh, Northampton Township, that's where it's at. Say hi to uh, Beverly. She'll be looking forward to uh, conversing with you on that day. So there you go. It is I true. Love it. Yeah, it is true. If you really want to get people uh, involved, you know, from your side of the aisle, then get involved. Yep. You know, don't just sit back and be like, "Well, they're going to cheat," so it's uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Don't just tweet about it. Do something about it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to write an angry tweet. I'm, I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on YouTube and be angry about it. Okay. I'm going to. That'll po- do you a lot. I'm going to post a. T- 
TikTok video, <laughs> and it's going to go viral. God. You got you to gotta act, man. Yeah. And this is obviously, especially coming off of 2020, uh, I don't want it to be deja vu all over again. Now, I didn't get to live it on the radio like uh, Greg and Dawn and Zioli at the time did, but I don't want to have to go down that road again coming up this fall. So uh, that is the latest there. Uh, also, I do want to wrap up with this poll. Uh, this is interesting, and this falls in line with Democrats on uh, the left-hand side of the aisle. Nearly half of, this is from the New York Post, nearly half of Democrats want to boot Joe Biden off the ticket with Michelle Obama oh, as his God. leading favorite replacement. Will this ever this, die? This, I don't think this ever will die. That, that's the point. And I, I don't think it's going to happen. But according to uh, the latest Rasmussen Report survey that was released yesterday, 48% of Democratic voters polled said that they approve of the party, quote, finding another candidate to replace Joe Biden before the election in November, uh, compared to 38% who disapprove. But only 33% of Democrats believe a ballot shakeup is likely to happen. The pollster found little consensus among likely Democratic voters as to who should replace Joe. But Obama, Michelle, 60 years old, led the group. She got 20% support. Amongst And this is really where I think the Democrats are in trouble when we talk about their options. So Michelle Obama leads the way, but only at 20%. The other options were Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton, Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer, with none of the above and not sure. And how about this? This just says where they're, they're at right now as a party. Most Democrats, 27%, selected none of the above. Think about that. A quarter of these people that were polled want nothing to do with any of them. Joe, Michelle, Kamala, Hillary, Gretchen, Gavin. That's where they're at right now. And by the way, if you look at it, that is what? Four females and two males right now. Mm -hmm. They don't have that big alpha male presence. Democrats hate women. So there you go. Uh, that's the latest on everything with the primaries, the polls, and uh, we will continue that conversation. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. But, man, I'm telling you, if they, if they do pull a fast one at some point later this year with Michelle, there ain't going to be a lot of people driving off the Schuylkill. They're going to be, some of them will be blindsided. Some will realize it could be a wrap. Because as I've said, even though I don't think it's going to happen, I think if, in fact, that day ever does occur, I really do believe she will win, and that's when I'll look for another residency outside of this country. All right, 855-839-1210. Hour 2 is next. Dawn will kick it off with some news, and then we have some updates with CBS, Catherine Herridge, and also free speech. And I also have some stuff on the border when it comes to Joe and uh, the tragedy that occurred in Georgia. We'll give you the latest on that. Hour 2, Kale & Company is next. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.